You're listening to the Auxiliary Gate Podcast, Kentucky's weekly horse racing discussion. And now, here are your hosts, Alan Schneider, Brandon Jaggers, and me, C.C. Broadus. Hello, everybody. This is C.C. Broadus. Or Auxiliary Gate podcast number 79. And while everybody in the world is prepping for the uh, Breeders' Cup, which is coming up on Friday and Saturday, uh, there are other tracks open, other big races, and we're going to cover one of those and uh, relive the glory days of one of the great local horses, a uh, horse named Bet on Sunshine. And uh, uh, you guys that have been around at the track a long time, you'll recognize that name. Uh, he was a really, really super horse i'm joined by alan schneider first of all i will bring alan in how are you doing sir i am really good and uh glad we're doing this uh, this is uh as you said everybody's doing the same breeders cup thing don't get me wrong we've done ours too but at, at our core we're a kentucky racing podcast right and we will make sure that these local guys get their acknowledgement their love and and uh, this we've got a, a good example of that today yeah, bet on sunshine uh, ironically since this is the breeders cup weekend bet on sunshine finished third in two breeders cup sprints and i believe they were three years apart which is pretty phenomenal i think he raced in three of them three breeders cups but yeah he shipped to hollywood ran third and then he ran uh third and and what looked like one of the toughest breeders cup sprints i've ever seen uh, if you go back and watch the replay that was in i believe 2000 that was uh, tis now's uh classic year and but the race was won by uh, kona gold but uh mm-hmm. we're going to bring on a, a buddy of ours and he is the grandson of the owner of Bet on Sunshine. That was uh, David Holloway. We're going to bring on his grandson. That's Greg Holloway. Greg, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. All right, buddy. Uh, so let's uh, let's reminisce a little bit. Uh, first of all, uh, I know you're uh, you like to fire at the windows a little bit. Uh, what uh, what got you oh, into the uh, the game of horse racing? Oh yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, really appreciate it. It was my debut on a podcast and i'm glad that it's on the auxiliary gate um but yeah you had a good introductory there uh, bet on sunshine is without a doubt the reason that i'm i like to fire at the windows and i'm so ate up with horse racing uh he's w- what it all starts with for me he's my horse of a lifetime that's for sure um he started racing when i was four years old and he was still running all the way up until i was 11 and <laughs> it doesn't happen a lot, especially horses that like to win and go to the winner's circle every time out. I mean, for so, for so, the first part of his career, I didn't even go to any of the races. But then uh, about 2000s when I started going to the races and just about every time he won. <laughs> so uh, tell us about your grandfather, uh, uh, Mr. David Holloway. Yeah, what do you remember was, about him? Uh, we were real close. Uh, he was, he grew up dirt poor. He had to do just about everything. Grew up in the depression. And, um, he had to work hard his entire life. And he went to Korea and fought for our country and came back home and started a business off of the GI Bill. And, um, that's where I work today. It's a business out in 
Shepherdsville outside of Louisville. We uh, we started Rock Quarry back in the 60s and Concrete Company, and we've been going strong for 50 years. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, was did he have horses prior to Bet on Sunshine? Yeah, he uh, he started into the racing business. He dabbled with partnerships in the late 80s, and then he got uh, a few of his own. He had a good horse named Lord Gordon that ran on Derby Day in the early 90s and got a taste of it before he got bet on sunshine and that blew everything out of the water. <laughs> Do you happen to know how he acquired bet on sunshine? I I don't know the full story. I just know he went down to Florida and uh, he, he's had a house down in Florida uh, since the late 80s or a condo. He started out with a condo and He'd go down there, and um, he had friends in the horses, and I got him to go in on some, and somehow he ended up with Bet on Sunshine. He got him for a pretty good deal. He acted up, and they had to geld him before he even started racing. But uh, he debuted late in the fall of 95 and came back his next start and broke his maiden. And then uh, he was off to the races after that. 96 he went on a winning streak launch races and uh worked up to the listed stakes and uh, he ran grade three level races almost every year he ran in the aristides five years i'm not sure any other horses running that many times <laughs> that he won it twice yeah uh, it, well he won it uh when it was a listed stake and then it was grade three he won them both and he broke a track record at one time at Churchill Downs, and he just made – it was like a tour. He'd just go around all the racetracks in Kentucky, Churchill Downs, Ellis Park, Turfway. He won the Holiday Cheer Stakes at Turfway three times. He won the Marfa twice. Won the Don Bernhardt at Ellis Park three times, I think. He just, he just went on tour. He's a local blue-collar celebrity around here. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm looking at his past performances right now. Yeah, he was uh, he was good right from the very start. He, he, there was no uh, yep. developing him. He was he was really good. Yeah, he, he he finished third in his his first start, and then he reeled off one, two, three, four four wins in a row. And in his sixth start, he, he like you said, he was third in Aristides. And I mean, he was a remarkable animal. Uh, we're going to fast forward here to about 1997. That's where he had his first peak in 97. Yeah, yeah that, that he, yeah, you're right. He won the, uh, the, the holiday cheer uh, on January 1st, New Year's Day of 1997. Just went on a tear. Right, right. And then eventually by that summer, he reeled off one, two, three, four, four wins in a row. That's capped off by the Phoenix Stakes at Keeneland. And and then eh, roughly three weeks later, he shows up at the Breeders' Cup Sprint. Uh, did you, did you happen to make? Well, no, I, I think you told me before you didn't make the trip to Hollywood. But uh, did, did your grandfather go to Hollywood for that particular race? Oh yeah, most of the family went to Hollywood. That was the first time, like you said, that he went to the Breeders' Cup, and everybody was real excited. That Grandpa actually bought a brand new minivan and uh, got the got bet on sunshine airbrushed on each side of it 
and <laughs> had it driving around. Nice. And we had hats and all that jazz, and they were real excited. And I didn't get to go to California for that one at Hollywood, but then um, he had a couple off years in 99 they got a little crazy 98 he had off he was off most of the year and he only raced twice he won once but he only had a couple starts in 98 and then 99 they got a little crazy and sent him out to del mar for the best pal and he didn't run so well so that kind of nixed the breeders cup for that year and then he came back in 2000 and went on another tear won the holiday cheer and went on a streak to the uh, until he got to the Phoenix and he ran third, but then he went on to the uh, Breeders' Cup and ran yeah. third there. So check out this. I watched this race earlier. Check out this field for this race. This was uh, this, this has to be one of the best sprints of all time. You've got Kona Gold, who was like a he's probably a Hall of Fame uh, inductee, right? I think he I think he was inducted in the Hall of Fame. Kona Gold, yeah, honestly. He, yeah. Yep. Yeah, honest lady. This is the filly that uh, Bobby Frankel trained for Judmont. Uh, and of course, Bet on Sunshine was third, and then Collar won. Uh, I think he'd won the uh, the Golden Shaheen, or he, or he went yeah, on to win the Golden Shaheen. Dubai, yeah. Yeah, and then More Than Ready, who's a a great sire right now. Uh, Dream Supreme's got a stakes named after. Successful Appeal's a great sire. Uh, Agnes World. That sounds yeah. That's a Japanese horse. Uh, Yutakataki rode that one. Trippy. Uh, another uh he was on the derby trail delaware township was a stakes winner uh valiant Hallery, shadow caster and of course five star day was last he was a crack sprinter back in the day too i remember him um uh, what i remember the most about this race more than anything was collar one ran the opening quarter in 20 and four. Oh god that's the that's Gosh. like the second the only the second time that i've ever seen a sub 21 opening quarter i can tom Dick and saying it right now in 20 yeah yeah 20 and four. And then the first time was a horse named black sparkler. I think that was a few years earlier. Do you remember black sparkler, Alan? Yeah. I remember they get, they get a few sub 20 ones down at Gulfstream. I know that, but, uh, I do remember black sparkler. And when I've seen 20, I've seen a couple times in my life, 20 and fours flash flash at church. I'm like, and it's, it's mind blowing, but I do remember I was at the Breeders cup that year. So I remember that very well. Yeah. And yeah, that was uh bet on sunshine. Some 20 to one. He just kind of, as I recall, uh, Calvin Brell rode him. I mean, you know how Calvin rides. He rode up mm-hmm. the rail. And, uh, I mean, he was in the mix amongst all those great horses. And I'm not saying good horses. They were great horses. That was uh, that was quite the he effort. Was flying. And so, let's see, how old were you at this point? You were eight or nine? In 2000. Yeah. 2000, I was nine. And I was at nine. that Breeders' Cup in 2000. Um, and then... Yeah, I was at that Breeders' Cup in 2000, and then I uh, was at the Arling, or um, the Aristides when he won in 2001 that next summer. Yeah. Uh, that was the, the Tisnow Breeders' Cup, right? Tisnow Giants Causeway in the Classic that year, correct? That was, that was that 2000? That yeah. 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 And then uh, the following year, he, he again won the, the Phoenix in 2001. Mm-hmm. And and then after that he went shipped to Belmont. He didn't run so well at that uh, Breeders' Cup. But uh, this is this is my ultimate bet on Sunshine moment. This is this is where I learned to respect the horse. Uh, he ran an allowance optional claimer 
at Churchill. I was there that day. I think it was, this is probably yeah, November 24th. So it was Thanksgiving weekend. It might have been Thanksgiving day. And he was sent off nine to five going two turns. This horse yeah, was always a sprinter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was all against it. This is like, no way this horse is going to stretch out and win this. And I don't think he raced against too much, but my gosh, he blew the doors off the competition. I mean, it was incredible. It he won by seven lengths. <laughs> And I was just like shocked. I was just like, wow, what a horse, what a horse this guy is. And, uh, man, that was, uh, that was an incredible effort. And, uh, man, I mean, just looking at this horse's past performances, he, he was incredible. He, he won, uh, 22 races out of 47 starts, seven seconds, 10 thirds. He had won over a million dollars, $1.4 million, 29, 39, 39 out of 47 starts. He finished in the money. That is incredible. Uh, Alan, he was uh, just a special guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, yeah, well, uh, and after that allowance win, he, he raced four more times. I think that was, is that his 10 year old year? Uh, yeah, he raced till he was 10. Yeah. He, he, he raced four more times. was still competitive. Uh, but he never won, but, uh, good night. I mean, this horse was unbelievable. This just had to be a joy to be around. That's, that's incredible. Uh, Alan, uh, any memories of, uh, bet on sunshine? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, a couple things come to mind. Number one, uh, as you, people who are unfamiliar with the horse, uh, you'll see why they named a race after him. I don't remember how many years ago they named the race after him. I do know this year the purse has increased to $300,000, and they've got some crack sprinters in this year's edition on Saturday. But I guess speaking for both yourself and your grandfather, Greg, what, what was it like when you found out Churchill was going to name a race after this? And they should have. Because this horse is as hickory, as honest, as the day is long, and had such a long career that most horses don't have not only that that long a career, but that type of productivity or that type of longevity. What was it, what did it mean for Holloway to know that, uh, or is he still around at that point, that uh, that he was going to have a race named after this horse? Yeah, we're we're coming up on the 13th running, which is crazy. But uh, yeah. He was he was around for several of them, and uh, the first few he got to present the trophy uh, to the winning connections, and uh, it meant the world to him. Um, this horse, he didn't. It was he meant so much to him. He still has at my grandma's house. There's still pictures of Bet on Sunshine everywhere, and um, that was one of the highlights of his re- post retirement and um, just the way the longevity like you were saying of his career and the way he won from off the pace it just made it that much more exciting each race all the different jockeys that got to ride him and were wanting to ride him it was it was a fun time for him uh well you know for those who are unfamiliar some people maybe younger may not have been going to the races back then of course this horse was a mainstay back in that era this horse was uh people knew bet on sunshine the way they knew pat day or they knew they knew other people at the time but uh, your as I remember, your grandfather's silks are yellow with blue sleeves. Correct? Is that am I am I guessing mm-hmm. right? Or am I close? And those yeah. are a very yellow distinctive blue sleeves in the chevrons. Yeah, and that's when you see that you just think of Bet on Sunshine. And I'd also add that as a young boy, you were probably around a lot of jockeys, famous jockeys, uh, who got to ride because your dad used uh, your grandfather used a lot of jockeys on that horse. Uh, Tell me about the jockeys that you met during the time. Who were successful on Bet on Sunshine? I got to meet Calvin Burrell and Pat Day, 
Francisco Torres was his go-to rider for several of those years. Uh, but some those were his main go-to riders. He, uh, Charles Woods was before my time. I didn't get to meet him, but I know about him. Grandpa thought a lot of him and thought a lot of Tony D'Amico. Yeah. And names uh, from my past, man. Names from my past. Mar- Martin St. Marlon St. Julian even rode him at Arlington. Wow. <laughs> man, the years are getting away now. That doesn't sound right, but I guess, <laughs> I guess you know better than anybody. Um, what I'm about the, the program right now from the 2001 uh, Breeders' Cup? <laughs> but what about, you know, we, we were miss to talk about this horse's longevity, this horse's success, and not mention his trainer, Paul McGee, a local Kentucky right. uh, mainstay. And in a lot of regards, if my memory serves me right, maybe Mr. McGee will disagree with me on this. I don't know. But he's the brother of DRF rider, Marty McGee. Um, that, that horse kind of put him on the map a little bit, didn't it? Is that fair to say? I mean, maybe I should ask Paul that. But uh, Paul, Paul McGee was kind of an up-and-coming trainer at that point, and he got this horse and made him more of a household name, as I recall. Uh, I, I think that's safe to say. Um, uh, Marty had lots to write about during those years, and Paul had lots to be happy about. And uh, He was perfect fit for Bet on Sunshine. He was patient with him. And we saw the, the success come through for him. Um, yeah, it was uh, – the horse always seemed like he went six furlongs. I mean, maybe I'm wrong about that. You've got the PPs in front of uh, Six, six of and a half, yeah. That was, that was his bread and butter. And I think you touched on it a moment ago. What was – one of the reasons that horse is such a legend in these parts, he went to every track in the state and dominated. He All, all their signature sprint races for older horses – he won, uh, and throughout different years, that's what that's why this horse has a race named after him. And uh, you know, there's other. Uh, you mentioned Dream Supreme a minute ago, CC. Doesn't doesn't Churchill have a Dream Supreme stakes out there? Yes, I, I do. Yeah, yeah, Phillies and mares. Yeah. So that's two horses out of that Breeders' Cup spread that we had that year. Correct. I'm, I'm guessing. I think you mentioned Dream yes. Supreme a moment ago. That's right. But uh, how many how many past winners of the race that your horse is named after, Greg? Can you name Can you name the winners? Although since the bet on sunshine has been run as a stakes race in his honor, can you remember any of the horses that won the race? Oh, oh yeah, I remember uh, Limousine Liberal and Colbrook. Uh, Mega Day. Yeah, Colbrook won it. Bag O Day was one of the Bag O Day. Yeah, and then Limousine Liberal won it for Colbrook. I remember that one because after it, he said, "Next year we're not gonna, we're probably not gonna go for the bet on sunshine. It'll probably be the Breeders' Cup." <laughs> oh yeah, did did you ever get to present the trophy? I don't know why you wouldn't. Uh, I I, I was there on hand when my uh, grandmother presented it, and when my grandfather was still around. Okay, well here's the deal. I know there's gonna be some Churchill people listening to this. Okay. So I don't know what you guys have planned for this, but I don't know why you don't have Greg present the trophy for this. If you're listening to anybody at Churchill, <laughs> uh, we need to have Greg present the trophy to this year's winner, who I think might be Bango. But anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, listen to me, Churchill. Let Greg present the trophy this year. What do you say, CC? <laughs> well, if you've got their ear, yeah, I mean, might as well. We'll double down on that. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Go ahead, there. Go ahead, CC. So let's talk about the the bet on Sunshine Stakes on Saturday. It's race 10. 
Uh, it's going to go off about 7.20, so I'm sure the Churchill races will be intermingled with the Breeders' Cup card. Uh, it'll be late in the day, but uh, uh, this is about as good a field as you're going to get in this. Uh, I, I would think Bango is probably going to be the morning line favorite. That We're doing this on Wednesday, and we don't have a morning line, but I'm thinking Bango's at least 5-2. to two. I'd say he'd uh, probably be a slight favorite. It's pretty competitive. Yeah. I would add that I think this, you know, not just because we have Greg here, but I would add, I bet you agree with me, CC, that this sprint race, this sprint stakes is probably more compelling than this year's Breeders' Cup sprint. What do you think? More competitive? Well, it should be if uh, Jackie's Warrior does what I think he's going to do. But uh, Yeah. But I think this is a pretty deep, contentious little eight-horse field. Yeah. No, there's no doubt about it. Uh, uh, I'd say Mucho, he's drawn the outside. I think he's probably, you know, maybe a three-to-one second choice. These type of horses, I mean, we, we see them all the time. Probably don't need past performances. Uh, you got any thoughts or selections in the uh, the bet on Sunshine Stakes? I haven't gotten to look at it real hard, but I looked over the overnights. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a big Necker Island fan and sentimental race, so I'm going to go with sentimental connections and a horse that I like. I like his campaign, and I like Mitchell Merle, so – Bet Mitch get rich going with Necker Island. Yeah, that I think he's got a big chance. Big chance. He, he should get a pace set up here, I, I would think. Long weekend has got speed and vertical threat, likes to go early. Uh, and then, you know, Bango and and horses like Rough Entry, uh, they're all going to be really close. Uh, Sir Alfred James could do anything here. He could be on, yeah. on you know, this could, this could really set up for a closer here. And so you got to think uh, Necker Island will be rolling late. Um, Toka's uh, got a big chance too. Dwayne yeah, Toka, yeah, on the step up in class, he ran an allowance race at Ellis and moved into Stakes Company and finished third in the ACAC. Uh, so he, this horse might like a turn back as well. So, uh, Alan, Alan, what are your thoughts on the the bet on Sunshine? Like I mentioned, I think it's a very competitive eight horse field. I think it's a. It kind of reminds me of Bet on Sunshine. I think it's I think it's a good way to honor the horse and the connections because this is a rock solid hickory bunch of uh sprinters that we all know and that's what and that's what bet on sunshine was a rock solid talented sprinter and i think i think this field embodies kind of the spirit of that racehorse and not to be too maudlin but i actually do believe that because i I'm, I'm old i was around when bet on sunshine was tearing through kentucky so i think this this is one of the better editions of the race and i think you can make a case for all eight horses uh, listeners of this program know I got a, I got a bit of a soft spot for Bangle, almost as much as soft as I do for Just Might, but uh, Just Might's not in the race. Actually, if the horse hadn't gotten injured at Keeneland, I guess this horse might have been in here. And by the way, Just Might's doing fine. Just Might will race again, for the record, just so everybody knows. I do like Bangle in this spot. I like Necker Island, um, Atoka. I, I mean, I think you're, somebody comes from just off the face to win. Uh, do I have to make a selection right now or not? Yes. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Damn absolutely. It. Damn it. What do you think give it's me, um, Give me, I mean, we should let our, we want to make sure that Greg uh, has his say with Necker Island, but uh, g- g- give me Bango in a, in a, in a photo over Atoka and Necker Island. How's that? I, I tend to agree with you. I don't think Bango needs a lead. Uh, if you recall back to the Aristides stakes, which is the race bet on Sunshine ran in 150 times, that uh, he came from last. <laughs> Yeah, up to win. So I mean, this horse can do anything. If, if amazing versatility, right? So if if uh, if they go fast early, he'll he'll come running late. I think uh, 
Of course, he bounced in the uh, the Louisville Thoroughbred Society. But uh, I think now that he's got the bounce out of the way, he can. Uh, it is a good idea to give him maybe six weeks. Uh, I would also add that I've always maintained that the Foley's are really good at giving horses intermediate layoffs and coming back off 30, 45 days rest and pointing towards the beginning of the Churchill meet. That's kind of what's happening right here, right? It's kind of an intermediate layoff. First week of the meet, I'm telling them they probably pointed for this. And so that makes me think, oh, Bango will be tough. Some of these other horses are running well, and they thought they'd try the stakes race. I tend to believe maybe Bango was uh, laid off with the intent of running in this race, if that makes if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, well, it's probably the only good sprint on the calendar. So, I mean, you know, within probably three or four hours. So I that's mean, true. They, they had to go here. And, you know, the other one, of course, you want to use is Mucho. And, uh, and that's unfortunately, it's very chalky. Uh, I would I would play them something something over Necker Island maybe a superfecta get Necker Island in those two three four slots and hopefully catch, you know hopefully catch a bomb somewhere else. Uh, uh, anything else on the card strike your fancy either one of you? I know, I know Greg hasn't looked at the card very much but uh, and they just drew it today but Alan anything on Breeders' like? Cup? <laughs> yeah, well I, I, I just, again the focus will be on Breeders' Cup but we should never overlook uh, the solid cards at Church or their intermingling. Because as we all know, ten to one in a, in a five million dollar race pays the same as ten to one in a five thousand dollar race, correct? You know, at the end of the day, we, we enjoy. Right. So let's. Uh, I would not overlook this card. Uh, I, I think CC and I talked off air a little bit that the last race is a little bit intriguing. It's not the toughest field in the world, but there's a Tom Amos horse who I thought would be on the Derby Trail, and he also eligible is named Defeater. If that horse were to draw in, he he may do real well, but. Uh, I'm going to defer to CC if there's anything he likes in a later portion of the card. No, that was that was the one. If if Defeater, he's going to need two scratches if he draws in. I think the uh, one-turn mile is right up his alley. And, and he made his second uh, start on his comeback in the Oklahoma Derby. He took money. He was 5-1 to one behind uh, nice horses like Warrant, uh, Flash of Mischief, and uh, Superstock. So uh, he comes back home. I think uh, the race will set up for him, but uh, he's got to draw in. So we're going to need some help. If he does draw in, he'll, he'll be my single. And uh, and I'll uh, I'll root for him while I'm preparing to, to bet the rest of my hard-earned money on the Classic. And uh, actually, let me to think of something, which is I'm, I'm already forgetting it. But, oh, I know. One thing to keep in mind with the Churchill card on Saturday is a lot of our big-time jockeys are going to be out of Del Mar. So you're going to have that a bunch of these other guys here. I, I don't want to call them leftovers because they're all fantastic jockeys and such, but uh, you might have some of the uh, quote unquote second tier jockeys have big days and stuff. So it'd be interesting to see who is able to prosper while the other guys are out of town. Yeah. I had to turn down a mountain, the fifth race. Uh, oh, really? just, overweight, underweight. Yeah, I, just, I can't, I can't make the weight. Uh, I'm, I'm too skinny. <laughs> is that, that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. Big problem. <laughs> that's all. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, Greg, uh, breeders cup. I know you're, you're preparing for that. Uh, give us some breeders cup selections, uh, some horses to key in on. On Friday, uh, looking at the <clears throat> juvenile Phillies turf. I like the 13 horse Mizzen scene for guitar racing. Oh, uh, they're new partners with the Breeders' Cup, and I, they're high on this two-year-old, and I think she's going to make some noise. Okay. That's Friday? Saturday, yeah, it's Friday, race eight, the Phillies. Juvenile, Juvenile Phillies, Phillies turf. turf. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And on Saturday, uh, in the turf sprint, um, looking to beat Golden Pal just inside on the two horse, Emirati Anna. Oh, uh, already beat Golden Pal over there in the Nuns Torp. And I think sitting on a real good performance after a break. Going yeah, he'll, that one will be double there. digits, right? Uh, I think, well, it just depends on how it goes. It's morning line, six to one, I believe. Well, six to one. I think, yeah, I think he might drift up. I th- their race is open. Uh, yeah, wide open. I think. Mm-hmm. Hey, while well, we got you here, Greg, because we've already discussed uh, with uh, a few uh, Sharpies, uh, the Breeders' Cup pod, but since we've got you here, what do you think about – who do you like in the distaff and who do you like in the classic? In the distaff, uh, it's going to be really tough to beat Latrusca, I think, but maybe Malifet is classy enough to hang with her. Um, but in the classic, I'm anchored down with Central Quality. I've been on Central Quality's bandwagon since he uh, won at Keeneland and then went to the Breeders' Cup at Keeneland. Single worthy for an essential quality. Single worthy <laughs> is essential quality. Single oh, worthy yeah. for. I mean, he'll he'll definitely be on a few tickets singled and maybe spread on one. Okay, cool. I I, I know we, uh, there's a lot of love for Malafat out here. As we as I found out yesterday with all with all of our expert contemporaries, uh, which is slightly unfortunate since I'm on Royal Flag, but I will acknowledge that Malafat has a monster chance. So. It's those two for me, but uh, best of luck. I think you, you've probably got a few winners right there. All right. So uh, that's good. Uh, big day of racing uh, this Saturday uh, locally and across the country in California. So uh, uh, first of all, we want to thank Greg Holloway for joining us, uh, the grandson of David Holloway, who owned Bet on Sunshine, and one of the great sprinters that we've seen in these parts. And uh, – uh, Greg, uh, before you go, uh, I assume we're going to see you out there Saturday evening on the broadest balcony. And, the broadest uh, balcony. To and then, yeah, just bring a wad of cash because you're going to need it because I'm going to need a loan <laughs> right about the time the bet on Sunshine Stakes goes off. That's awesome. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for doing this show. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap up uh, podcast number 79 right here. On behalf of Alan Schneider and Greg Holloway, this is CC Broadus reminding you that gambling money ain't got no home.